And welcome back to Connections. I'm Colleen Hood with Mike Tom. Mike, are you a dog person? I am. I love dogs. Actually, everybody in my house is a big dog person, I think. Well, I think we may have found someone today who may like dogs a little bit more than you. Yeah, I might slightly love dogs <laughs> by the sounds of things. So much so that they call her what? The Dog Lady of Mexico. <laughs> the Dog Lady of Mexico. She'll join us on Connections. Our guest is Allison Sawyer Current. She has an interesting title. And that title is Dog Lady of Mexico. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Allison, how did you make your way to Mexico and become the Dog Lady of Mexico? Tell us a little bit about yourself. I was born in Canada. I got married and raised my kids in Colorado. And in the year 2000, my husband moved to Mexico, a little island called Isla Mujeres. And I'm actually a potter. And um, we built a house and we're going to semi-retire. He had a restaurant and I was going to make pots. But when we got here, uh, it, the... It's a very laid-back island, a fishing village, really, and it's just uh, five miles from the coast of uh, Quintana Roo, and it's uh, off of Cancun. So it's it's very close to some very touristy areas. And the dog population here was absolutely tragic. They had wild dogs on the beach that would pack up and bite people. There were uh, street dogs everywhere. There were puppies coming out of the bushes because there were uh, there was no vets. There was uh, there was one vet that had recently arrived, but he didn't believe in free stay and neuter. And um, that's the poor people here. They would have dogs, and they had no way to stop them from breeding. Absolutely no way. So there were just dogs everywhere. It was it was tragic and. Um, I started off by taking in a few puppies and helping a, some young girls in a local bookstore try to do something about it, and pretty soon it took over my entire life. <laughs> Did you have dogs before this? Did you uh, grow up having pets as, as a family, or when you got married, did you have dogs in the house? Well, that's the funny part. I always had dogs, always. I've always loved dogs. But I didn't volunteer at the Humane Society. I I was uh, totally enthralled in my pottery career. I loved the touch of clay, and somehow that that uh, that transferred to the dogs. It just just went bam and transferred over, and I just it's taken over my whole life. Uh, that was uh, 19 years ago. I started a rescue called Isla Animals, and um, at, and I had it at my house in the beginning. At one point, we were up to 65 dogs. Wow. Um, and uh, then I, oh, I don't know, four or five years ago, the government gave me a building to work in, so I moved the rescue there, which was a relief. And um, we still, we take in... Oh, I don't know. We take in three dog, three hundred dogs a year. We send out, we rehab them, we spay them, we or neuter them. We do spay and neuter cats too, but we mainly deal in dogs, and we um, find them homes in Mexico, the U.S., Canada, and we also uh, spay and neuter over two thousand animals a year. And uh, it's turned into a great big project. Can you tell us about that award and winning that, Allison? Well, I was really surprised. <laughs> you know, I, I, I just got this award, uh, 
and I didn't know anybody was really watching. And uh, so that was a really, um, really nice uh, surprise. Yeah, I got the uh, Doris Day Kindred Spirit Award, and uh, they sent me a certificate and asked me for what I did, and, and I was quite honored. And just going back in time, what made you originally want to move to Mexico? Um, well, we, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think life had gotten too easy. I have no idea. <laughs> you know, we, uh, we loved this little island, it's, it, and we would come on every vacation, we would come and stay here. And then one day we walked around the north end of the island, it's only five miles long, and there was a piece of property for sale, and that was it. You know, we uh, we bought it that day. We um, or put an offer in that day, and uh, uh, sold as much as we could to pay for it. Land was much cheaper back then than it is now, and sort of thought we'd sit on it, which we didn't. We of course built a house, and then we loved it so much that we wanted we wanted to be here all the time. And um, being a potter, I could I could work here. And uh, Jeff had my husband had uh, become partners in a restaurant. So um, and we sold our house in in Boulder where we were living and did very well with that. So we had some income to uh, enable us to do this, and uh, we were very lucky. Retirement didn't go as planned, did it? <laughs> did not turn out as planned. There was no idea of any of this. None of this. It was, uh, I like to say people hit me with a dog stick. I don't know. (laughs) Are you busier now than you were before you both decide to retire and settle down? Oh, I work seven days a week, (laughs) 24-7. It's absolutely absurd. You know, I mean, it's just ridiculous. People knock on my door. They bring me sick animals. I've got puppies downstairs. I've got a mama upstairs. I mean, it's it's incredible how busy I am, yeah. Do you still do your pottery? Nope. No no time, eh? (laughs) No. Actually, what happened was, and I'm not complaining because it was completely... What I decided to do, or we decided, or we let happen, but um, we uh, we supported the um, the rescue for the first ten years because back, you know, in the 2000s there weren't that many people working in rescue here, and um, I didn't have nobody really knew about it, and so we completely supported the rescue for ten years and kind of blew our buffer. And now uh, can't afford to live in the house we built, <laughs> so we rent that out and live somewhere else. And um, I'm not complaining. I can't blame anybody but myself, and I'm proud of what we're doing. That's so. pretty amazing. It just shows how much you genuine, genuinely care about these animals. Why do you have such a, a big heart for these dogs? I don't know. I can't, you know, that's <laughs> one of the reasons I wrote the book. I thought it might come clear to me. But it's not clear to me. You know, and they were just so desperately in need. You know, there was just, it was just horrendous. And, uh, there was so much need there. And it just happened slowly. And I could, I saw that I could make a difference. That, that I could really help with what I thought at the time was a minimal amount of effort. (laughs) 
which of course didn't happen that you know didn't last but uh, uh you know i'm not sorry uh it's completely different on the island here now and i have support and i have great volunteers and um it's it's just turning into something really good tell us about the book that you've recently written okay well first of all the dog lady uh it's based on our starting the um, rescue here on the island. And it's a fiction based on a true story. And all the names are changed and, and some of the dates are changed and I've uh, had fun with the characters. But generally, it's it's all true. And I couldn't really write it as a true story because I'd have to move away. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's what it's based on. And it took me 10 years to write it. Wow. It's a little slow. Yeah. It, it, I'm a little slow, but um, <laughs> uh, it, uh, it, it really, it's, it, it tells the story of the really hard times, the sad times, the absurd times, the funny times. I was determined not to write some sort of sad, tear-jerky, horrible story. And um, I think that it's, turned out to be a really good balance and it uh it goes for about nine years the first nine years now you kind of mentioned you were hoping when you wrote the book that you would sort some of how this all happened out and you said you did it <laughs> but surely you must have figured a couple things out well what were some of the biggest <laughs> lessons maybe that popped out at you as you wrote the book <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i guess you know if you really see you can help yeah. And I, I guess I'm sort of a, a, an obsessive personality. I mean, when I did my pots, I was obsessed with my pots. And, and so somehow that transferred to the dogs, and I, I don't do things lightly. And um, so I guess it's both the need and my personality, and it just... And I thought making a difference. Yeah. You know, it was making a difference, and... Uh, a couple of times I got pretty disheartened because it's a different culture and uh, I was a foreigner and there were lots of rough times about that and I've learned to understand that and respect it. Um, but uh, it's just it's just the way it happened and it's now my life and I'm stuck with it. Allison, why do you keep doing what you're doing? It seems so difficult and so time consuming. What keeps you going? You know, if you if you see what you do is working, then you're uh, you know you, you got to keep doing it. It made a difference, and we saved so many little sad puppies and sad dogs, and you know, I mean, Isla Animals did a bit of everything. Uh, for example, a couple, an older couple, came to me and they wanted me to take their two dogs because she was sick and he was going blind, and they couldn't afford the dogs. And they were pit bulls, and I couldn't take pit bulls in because I had 50 dogs, and pit bulls are wonderful dogs, but they, they don't socialize with other dogs well often. So instead of taking the dogs in, I arranged to have food delivered to them. Hmm. I asked them if they could keep their dogs if we paid for their food and medical care, and they were astounded and thrilled, and off they went, and we sent food to them for a long time. So even when you couldn't bring them in, you were finding ways to help all of these dogs? Oh, absolutely. And that, that's my whole thing. I mean, there, there are so many ways to help. 
Um, I, I organize large spay and neuter clinics in Cancun, um, and uh, we would do, you know, uh, one time we did 1,700 animals in six days. Wow. With a, a, a huge team that came in uh, run by Jeff Young, who I think he has a, a TV show now called uh, The Rocky Mountain Vet. Okay. I've never seen it because I don't have that kind of TV, but uh, excellent vet. And he brought in a team, and we did all the groundwork for it and made a big difference in this area. I mean, the trouble is you dogs are attracted to people, and they are attracted to where people live, and um, it's just the way they are. And so if there's no control over them, then you have... Uh, thousands of street dogs that are spreading garbage and causing trouble and people get angry at them and treat them poorly or, you know, they come up with horrible solutions for mm. controlling the population. And um, so spay and neuter is really the, the big the big answer to all of it, and we concentrate a lot on that. Allison, it's got to take quite the team to keep this rescue going. Unbelievable! It just gets bigger every year, and we get better, and we learn more, and we organize, and and uh, I have somebody now who wants to help me run it, and she's making it better and more organized. I mean, it's really, really growing and fabulous. It's it's great, and I'm 65 years old. <laughs> I think I should lay back a little, but it isn't happening. <laughs> well, Allison, what do you hope people will take away from your book? I'm hoping that people will, people are loving it. It's a bestseller, and uh, everybody I talk to seems to love it. I mean, I did work really hard to write it well and balance it and make it work, and it seems to have uh, happened that way. And I want people to be aware that um, you can make a difference, and it's not going to be easy, and it's not going to be what you expect, and that... You know, the whole world seems one of our logo for the rescue is caring is global. The whole world is sort of coming around to animals a little bit more than they ever have. And I think that no matter where you're working, you can make a difference. And uh, I just want people to see what you, what you can give and that there are different degrees of what you can do and that you can do it and that it's going to be sad and happy, and it's going to be like anything else. Anybody does. There's some really great life lessons there. How can we get the book? It's on Amazon.com. It's in Kindle or uh, in hardback, and it's, um, uh, I think it's $16 hardback and $3 Kindle, and uh, uh, that's how you can get it. Do you get to go to the beach at least once in a while, Allison? Oh, you would be so disgusted. <laughs> <laughs> We're sitting here with snow on the ground still. <laughs> I know. It's so wasted on me. It's terrible. Well, I, I think you're there for a reason. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, way back when, I used to be able to walk all my dogs on the beach. I'd go for a walk with 12, 15 dogs off leash, leash and we'd have a great time. But now... Uh, it's way more crowded, and dogs aren't allowed on the beach. So things are changing, but we have way less dogs, too. Allison, how can people support you and find out more information about your book? Well, we have, a, we have and thank you for asking, we have a, a website, islayanimals.org. Um, we have a, a Facebook page, 
uh, it just is my animals, and I try to post every day and keep people up on what we're doing every day and dogs we've taken in and things like that. And what we're trying to do, and it's been successful, but, you know, we could always do more, is having people set up monthly donations. And our monthly donations uh, average about $25, $30 a month. And uh, my idea was that generous people are generous in many ways, and they usually have a lot of causes. So, you know, so that it's not too uh, hard for them to support us, I want more people giving less, and then more people can feel like they're helping, and they do. Perfect. Thank you so much, Allison, for joining us today.